You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 64. Today, we are here with an amazing interview that I have with a fellow podcaster, Alora Rochelle, from the Align with Alora podcast. Now, we did record this some time ago, and since the recording, Alora has rebranded her podcast. And so make sure you subscribe to Align with Alora on iTunes. Alora and I talk about being a Christian entrepreneur, why pivoting could bring you towards your destiny, and the struggle of overthinking. We also talk about the power of storytelling and why it's important to share your story with others. I really love Alora's straightforward attitude and her powerful voice. So be sure to check her out on Instagram at alora.rochelle. That's A-L-O-R-A dot R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E. And view her beautiful photography at www.alorarochelle.com. All right, enough of hearing from me. Let's go into this amazing conversation. This is episode 64 that I am calling Pivoting Towards Your Destiny with Alora Rochelle. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high-quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Did you know that purity is not just about our bodies? In my new digital devotional, Keep Thy Heart, I share the story how God met me in the middle of a promiscuous mess in order to redeem the purity of my heart. Not just the outside, God wants to cleanse us through and through. For just $5, Keep Thy Heart is a 25-page PDF devotional that you can purchase from my shop and instantly download so you can start learning about purity today. I give you practical knowledge and biblical truths to help define what purity is, why it's important to God, and how we should navigate our relationships. And yep, this includes our friendships. Single, married, looking, unavailable because you love your dog so much. It really doesn't matter your status. Click the link in my bio to grab your digital copy of Keep Thy Heart for just $5 right now. Or simply go to 
HelloAwesomeMinistries.com and find it easily on the homepage. We are like a palace and God is calling us to be the guard, watching what goes in and out. Are you ready for the job? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hello Awesome podcast. I am so excited to be connecting with a fellow podcaster and entrepreneur, as well as a sister in Christ. Alora Rochelle joins us today to share her heart, and I can't wait to dive in. So, Alora, I'm so thankful you took time to be with us today. Can you please share who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from? Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Um, I am a wedding photographer based in Detroit. And while a lot of people may know that about me from Instagram, they may not know that um, I actually am in the UPCI. And my dad is Art Wilson from the UN Ministries. Um, I am a pastor's kid for about 20 years now. And so I have been juggling full-time ministry from the time I was nine years old, as well as juggling um, a full-time entrepreneurship for about five years now. Well, that is encouraging to us, especially those who are still you know, uh, struggling in that season. But that's awesome, your background. I definitely didn't know that. But that's why I love these conversations because we really get to see and learn more about the people behind the gram, if you want to (laughs) say. So one of my favorite things about your work and style is how you focus on telling a story. So what did the beginning stages of your entrepreneur journey look like for you? Could you have pictured yourself taking pictures? (laughs) No, I actually did not want to be a photographer at all. I, I, I didn't think it made sense financially. Um, I thought photographers were like those hippie people who like took pictures and got paid like dollars and cents. I did not know mm-hmm. this was a career by any means. Um, I actually went to school for web design. So I was um, halfway through my major in web design and took a look at my class. I saw everybody there. It was like older men, you know, and they didn't seem happy. And I was the only girl my age at that. Everybody was like much older than me. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to pivot. And like I told my parents and they're like, what? Like this is all you've ever wanted to be. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to look like them when I get older, you know? So then I just like quit my major. (laughs) Um, So I took a bunch of electives trying to fill up my degree so I could figure out what eventually I wanted to do. And they said, hey, the only class that's open right now is psychology, but there is a studio photography class. They had one person drop out. Would you like to enter that? And I said, sure. So I took the class and, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, so I took the class and it was, it was great. I did not like the class, actually. I hated studio photography. Mm-hmm. And time he gave me like something to do I was like I don't want to do that I want to go towards the window and he's like you have to use the studio lights Alora this is studio photography and I'm like yeah but that doesn't flatter people like we should use natural light and he's like this is not how it works you know so eventually I graduated with an A probably because he wanted to get rid of me (laughs) but um he told me he said Alora why don't you become a wedding photographer? And I was like, what? What's a wedding photographer? And he's like, there's a big business of wedding photography. You should do it. I did it when I was your age and I've captured lots of things. I think you should do it. And I was like, okay, whatever. So um, being a web designer, I made a website. And um, I said, oh, my, my name, my middle name's Rochelle. Let me just do a Laura Rochelle photography. And so I made a logo and PicMonkey. If anybody knows what PicMonkey is, shout out to my PicMonkey users. Um, I made a website and somebody found me on Google. 
so crazy. Also, it was on Wix. Does anybody use Wix? Okay. Um, so I made a website on Wix, and um, I booked a client, and they said, hey, we saw, like, you know, your profile. You take good pictures of grass and trees. Do you want to do my wedding? <laughs> um, I don't have a huge budget, um, but I really need a photographer. So I said, I will try it. Like, sure, I've never done one before, but if you trust me, I'll do it. So I took pictures of everything. The family was floored. Everyone's so excited. It was great. And I was like, wow, this was really fun. Like capturing somebody's wedding day, going through all those emotions. It was like fulfilling. I don't even know how to say. So um, after that, I put it on my website and I said, my first wedding. And then someone was like, hey, can we be your second? And then like a month later, someone's like, hey, can we be your third? And then I booked 10 weddings that year. Wow. With knowing what to charge and what to do. <laughs> so I had to say a lesson in that. You can't plan your life out exactly to the point because you never know. You may have to pivot and that pivot could be your destiny. Who knows? Also, I, I, a huge thing is don't be afraid to just get out there. It might be messy. It might be weird. It might be uncomfortable, but you can always fix things later. Nobody starts off perfect. You start off scrappy, you make adjustments, and you keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say amen to everything that you just said. And that's just incredible because I think when people look at someone who has done those first steps, let's say to get started, they're looking at you like where you are right now in your presence. And so it's so important, like as you share your story, that they realize that there is a beginning to it. You know, like you're not going to be perfect right away or or even good right away. Like you just need to start. And I think that's where a lot of people, especially young entrepreneurs or people who want to be young entrepreneurs, they get caught up in like just starting. Like they just get frozen in fear and they just can't even like just take that step forward because they want to see it all planned out. Does that make sense? A hundred percent true. Yes. So what should every young entrepreneur know that's not talked about enough? Well, um, you just touched on it. <laughs> I was going to say fear and anxiety. Um, I feel like, you know, when someone starts out, you are already thinking of the possible ways it can fail because it's so nerve wracking to sell yourself. It's so nerve wracking to publicly put yourself out there and something bad can happen, right? I, I don't know, your camera stops working or even with any business, um, anything wrong can happen. Maybe someone like you make something and someone gets the wrong order. Well, you have to not base your entire um, entrepreneur journey on ways that it can go wrong because if you do that, you'll cripple yourself. You'll paralyze yourself. Fear and anxiety is all in your mind. So if you stay in your mind, you're never going to put your foot forward. The one thing that I did when I first started out, and my parents are both like business people, so they told me to have a business plan. I was like, I Googled, and I was like, what is a business plan? Thank God for Google. And what I really did was kind of made my twist on it. I didn't really make a business plan, but I wrote down all the things that terrified me. I wrote down all the things that I was scared to do, like what was the worst pop possible situation that could happen? And they all were really not that bad. Like, the, honestly, the worst thing that could happen is I drop my camera or, you know, mm -hmm. my lens has dust in it or, you know, and there's always ways you can change that. And even with good customer service, like if somebody gets the wrong package, send them another one for free and make sure that you keep your name clear. If you make mistakes, please clean them up. But I do think that for every young entrepreneur out there, and everyone is an entrepreneur, I think like uh, within the next five years, like almost 75 to 80% of the businesses will be entrepreneurs. It won't be like big, huge corporations anymore. People want to buy from people, which yeah. I love so much. 
but yeah, I think it's just, you have to start. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it. Just roll your sleeves up and, um, put your big little dream in a piece of paper, tape it to your bed or your mirror and be like, let's do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think also, um, one of the things that I've seen for me is when you take that next step and you just do it, even if you're scared and you do it scared, it's so freeing and you almost feel so unstoppable, at least for a moment. And, uh, and I think that's just so important, not just for your career, but also for your self-confidence as a person, like just to get over that fear. Sometimes we just have to not let fear like be in the driver's seat. We need to just step out and just, I mean, especially for Christians, like we need to just trust that God's going to be there with us. And um, that kind of brings me to my next point because I've been seeing a lot of Christian young entrepreneurs, which has been so encouraging because if you think 10 years ago, there was barely any of us at all. And um, it's just something that I think is so encouraging and empowering. What I've been hearing a lot lately, and I don't know if you've heard this, but a lot of young Christians, they're not thinking about like maybe what they're lacking. I see a lot of Christian entrepreneurs get nervous about, does God even care about this? So I want you to talk about like, do you think that most young Christians, especially if they want to become entrepreneurs, that they get just stuck on thinking that God doesn't care about business or careers. Can you speak into that? I think a lot of Christians and I might get some flack for this, but I think that they're just limited. Their, their mindset is limited to just being active in their church and nothing else, not having an identity, not having a personal life, not having a social life. And while I am extremely, I've been super active in my church for 20 years and, um, I've done five plus many ministries. Um, countless of times I've been available for everything, but at the same time, like it's okay to have something that makes you happy. Um, if it's not taking you away from like what God is calling you to do. My parents have always told me like when we got a job, you know, make sure that you make time to come to church and don't just work seven days a week. And you know what I mean? Like prioritize. It's very important to prioritize. If you can prioritize your life to where your job isn't taking over your life, your career is not driving your life. I think it's a hundred percent okay for you to have a job or a business. I mean, your, your career is your job. So if there's a way that, you know, you can figure out how to organize your life and keep God first and keep him in it, pray about it, think about it, plan for it. You know, I, th I think it's okay to do both. Now, if you are not capable of balancing church and, you know, your ministry and the people you're impacting, and, and that's what I ask myself a lot, even in my own career, I'm not doing it a lot for myself. I love educating entrepreneurs. I love doing mentor mentorships. I love sharing my story. I love paying it forward. Like it's not completely for my personal gain. I want to help people. And even in my podcast, I have my youth kids listen to it. When I talk about toxic relationships or planning for the future, the hyphen are like, hey, can you launch a podcast about this? I really want to know where to go. So it's literally kind of cohesive with everything that I'm doing. It's not just about business. So, um, yeah, if you make a plan, have a Google calendar, schedule things for yourself or only do your business a couple hours a day. It doesn't have to run your life. But I think God cares if we're happy. I mean, one of my favorite scriptures that I've, that I've always read, um, that's kind of driven me to be an entrepreneur was Jeremiah 29, 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And while I believe that 
is about ministry. I also believe it's just about in general. Yeah, it just reminds me of the different preachers and pastors that I know that have secular jobs. And there's no way that you can look at them and say that they're not in God's will, you know? And I've heard many people say that they actually enjoy their secular job because it gives them a chance to witness to people. And um, so I wanted you to take some time right now. What would you say to someone of faith who's listening and they're confused about stepping out into a career or becoming an entrepreneur? Wow, this is a this is a big question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I my lifestyle is completely different. Like I w- I did not. I mean, I went to a Christian school for like a year or two, but after that, I've kind of like gone to public school, and I've had to fight for my faith. I've had threats at me, and I've I've had situations where someone was like, "You think you're so cute? I'm going to cut all your hair off." And what do you think about that? So. Because I've already been in the world and I've experienced things that have given me so much clarity on life, I also understood that it's not always about us, but I've, I've learned that through everything that I've been through that hurt people hurt people. And yes, it, I mean, I don't understand how people could not think that they could have their own business or career or a job that's not church because you do have to make an income to support your family if needed. Um, But for me, I think it's, I mean, I was always taught that I could be in the world and not of the world. Just because my job is not 100% based on ministry doesn't mean that I'm backslidden. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people have careers that they help people. Like there's, there's nurses, there's teachers, there's, and we, we fight things all the time and we deal with things all the time, but that has nothing to do with who you are as a person. And it actually gives you more leverage to share this good news with your friends and your family. How can you outreach to those that need help and that need Jesus if you're never out there? And especially like in the industry, you know, a lot of people say there's something different about you or like, you know, what about this? What about that? People know that I'm a Christian. And if they want me to pray for them, I will. Like I've won those people, those same people that bullied me in high school. Um, Later, one of them Facebook messaged me and was like, I want to get baptized. I actually was picking on you because I used to be saved and I was running away from it for so long, but I want to go to your church. I mean, how incredible is that? Wow. I think that's really important for us to remember is of course, God, you know, he knows that we need to provide for our, our families and we need to, we, we need to live in this world. We're here, you know, we're just not supposed to be of it. And I think we get kind of conflicted a lot. Because I feel like, and I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of saying too much now, but um, you let me know if you, if you feel the same way, is I think sometimes as Christians, we feel like we almost not have to punish ourselves, but almost if we feel joy, then that's like a wrong thing. Like if we're too happy or if we're too passionate about something or if we're too excited about something, then it means we're like appealing to our flesh. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. So how important do you think it is for us, not only as believers, but just as entrepreneurs to share our stories like this? Oh, man, I think the biggest thing about being Christians and entrepreneurs is to be a light. I think that, you know, in the darkness, you always notice when there is a light somewhere because you're looking for it. You're looking for something that is going to draw you to something that gives you peace, something that gives you help. And I think 
as entrepreneurs, we need to constantly start share our stories. I think it's important for us to show that we're human, that we go through things, that not everything is always perfect, but also at the same time, you can get through this. And together, we can rise. We can develop community. I think the biggest thing that social media has done, and people can disagree with me if they want, but it's developed community for people that have felt alone, people that have felt isolated, people that can't leave the house. They have social media. They have a way to connect. You have ways to connect with people all over the world now. You have friends probably that aren't next door, but they're in different states. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. There's so many connections that I've made with social media that that I would have never made before. And um, yeah, I've heard different things about, you know, social media and some people asking me questions. And I just realized that some people aren't going to get it. You know, like there's just going to be some people that are just not going to get what you're doing. And that's okay. And we have to be okay with not everybody getting what we're doing. Because as long as we're okay with God and we're following what he's telling us to do, then we're good. And um, that's what I love about you and what you share, especially on your podcast and on your Instagram, is you're just, you're just so real and open about those things. And you're just who, who you are, you know, like in God and what he's called you to do. And I think that's so refreshing, especially in a generation like we have right now. I want to talk about some of the stories, you know, uh, that you've experienced being a photographer, especially a wedding photographer. Can you share with me one of your favorite stories behind a wedding photo that you've taken? Like maybe the dynamic behind the photo, like if there was something really unique or fun going on? Yeah. Um, so my, my style of wedding photography is I shoot more tailored to my clients. Um, so I get a feel for the space. I get a feel for like their relationship together, how they feel. Like, are they a fun couple? Are they a relaxed couple? Are they introverts? Are they extroverts? And um, there's so many photos that I, I love. But I guess I can say if I could pick a specific photo. So last year I lost my grandmother um, instantly. And I remember a wedding after that that I shot. And I just remembered my – actually, I remember my first thought. So after the funeral – I ran home and I was looking for closure, right? Um, I was looking for looking through every box, every letter, every card she ever wrote me, a picture, anything, right? And I was searching for like some type of peace, some type of comfort. Like, you know what? She left a legacy behind and I'm going to find it. I I mean, the first thing that we look to when we lose somebody close to us is a picture. So that alone lets me know how important my job is. So I I took a photo of a multiracial couple Um, and it was one of my favorite weddings. It was at the Henry Ford museum and the two grandmas. Um, so the African-American grandma and the white grandma, they were holding hands, walking down together. They were just having a good time. And I took a picture of that while the couple was setting the marriage license. And it was just so beautiful to me, like that they were breaking kind of like a barrier that was going up at the time. There's so much going on with social media and everyone's against each other. And, you know, these lives matter. These lives don't matter. And growing up multiracial, um, I have experienced some things that I'm not super excited about, but seeing like my clients, like things like moments that aren't planned moments that come natural that my client is going to want to talk to her kids about, um, her, you know, her grandkids about, I just, I feel like I like to take pictures that can speak for themselves as a story. So that's probably one of my favorite 
wedding photos I've taken. There's tons of more where, you know, first looks and, and the mom is crying. And I usually like to get pictures of the mom looking at the, the daughter getting her dress on because she's usually crying or has this sweet smile on her face because we all know what she's thinking. She's like, my beautiful daughter is getting married today. Where did my baby go? You know, and like being a mom, like we can connect with that as well. And so mm -hmm. I try so hard to look for the secrets, not the stuff that people are already taking pictures of, but the stuff that nobody's thinking of. Like there was a wedding I shot where everybody had their phones out because they wanted pictures, you know, of the bride walking down. But then I saw a grandma who was sitting down and she was just smiling and taking in the moment. She wasn't, she didn't have her phone out. She was just looking and smiling. And I was like, this is, this is the stuff right here. This is the key. That was a long explanation. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was good. And I'm really sorry to hear about your grandmother. So vulnerable, but it's so relatable too, because I feel like we've all felt that way at some point. And you're right is we look for a photo, we look for a memory. And I think that's so just amazing that you're not just a wedding photographer, you're a moment saver. You know, like you're saving moments for people, like they're not going to get this day back. And the only evidence that they're going to have are pictures or, you know, obviously video, but pictures are really what's going to capture the emotion at the time in that moment. And I think that's so powerful and just so amazing. And I think that's why um, one of the reasons why I do love um, your podcast is because you do talk about like the real stuff like that. You've talked about emotions and feelings. And um, I kind of want to talk about that for a moment because it was one of the first things that I listened to before I even launched my podcast. There are, I guess I'm kind of a podcast snob, but um, it's just some of them I just don't get. Like some of them I'm listening to and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just kind of picky. <laughs> that way. I don't know if you're like that, but um, I'm, I'm just thinking like, hey, I'm a wife and a mom. I don't have a lot of extra time. So if I put you in my ear, you got to tell me something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like I'm taking time. So give me something I could walk away with. And um, I really do feel that way about yours. So I want to ask you, how did that came about? How have you seen God bless you through your podcast? You know, it's incredible. Um, so everything that I talked about in the beginning is if you have an idea, do it. That's how I go about everything in my life. Um, so I started a podcast because a lot of people were DMing me about how I got started, like what was your story, you know, and the photography and everything. And while I wanted to share something super peachy and super exciting, I actually started my business. Well, I I quit my business and then I relaunched it because I was on a mission. I wanted to share what happened to me that basically I was like cyberbullied by another photographer that was mentoring me for years and how it crippled me. And yeah, fear and anxiety and everything took over. And I was like, I think I'm just going to peace out, man. Like this is not what I want. Mm -hmm. And then after a lot of people tell me to come back and I was like, this is what I love. Like, why would I let someone tell me what I'm going to do? what I'm capable of doing. And I was like, I'm going to prove them wrong, actually. So I will start my business back. So I started my business back. I rebranded. And that was pretty much like that first podcast episode was starting telling everybody like, hey, if something has ever happened to you that made you quit, like I'm the example that you should get back up again and dust off your shoulders and get back in the game because I did it and my business flourished five times more than when I did it the first time. 
So basically my podcast kind of touches a little bit about self-help and inspiration, kind of like giving you the kick to do it. Um, as well as it also, I'm also providing more marketing tips and kind of ways to get started and just being very transparent. I think it's really important and I'd love to see you there. Also, you could find me on Instagram. My handle is Alora, A-L-O-R-A dot Rochelle or my website, alorarochelle.com and you can find everything else on there as well. That is amazing. Well, Alora, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me and chat on the podcast. I absolutely love hearing you share your heart. And I'm so grateful for all that you do and for being light to the rest of us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.